0: something I would have to nearly die to learn. There are pictures of my grandparents in their golden wedding anniversary in 1943 on their porch in Seattle, and the wedding cake that I devoured when no one was looking, making a dent in the back of the pristine white layers, a dent I covered over with more frosting. I didn't want to be scolded on their special day, sent to my room or made an example of, Look at her! ruining that nice wedding cake. My father, who had been blind from the age of four, was a man who saw more than most men I have known, sensitive, gifted, and inspiring in the way he managed every day of his sightlessness. Photographs of my father and the family crop up in boxes, in letters, in the folders my mother saved, folders of report cards and prom notices and newspaper articles about my father and me and the family, photos of Daddy's fraternity brother Holden Bowler, who was my godfather and who had a golden voice like my dad. They'd been in Phi Gamma Delta at the University of Idaho. Daddy was an alcoholic, born with the genetic disposition to the illness of Jekyll and Hyde, who could turn from charming to terrifying when he was at his worst. He drank whiskey, Johnny Walker and Four Roses, And like me, he loved sugar and kept chocolate-covered cherries in his sock drawer, where he hid what he thought was his secret. All of us children knew they were there, whispering to us from his tidy, carefully folded socks. We would haunt his sock drawer and his other sugar-hiding spots. Over time, I would find them all. He would dig into sweets, pies, cakes, divinity fudge, with the exuberance of an addict and the joy of a satisfied husband. Mother, who did not seem to have our compulsions, was a fabulous baker and cook as well as chauffeur, friend, and fan of my father's many talents, even when he was too drunk to notice. My father had a head of beautiful, full, mostly auburn hair, tinged only slightly with gray, right up to the time he died at 57, He was always working on keeping his weight down. He would mow the lawn barefooted so he could see where he was going, getting the feel of the grass under his toes. He sometimes smoked, referring to his cigarettes as coffin nails, lecturing all the while about the dangers of smoking. His pipe was always in the pocket of whatever jacket he was wearing, and he packed the bowl with old briar, cherry-flavored tobacco, though he occasionally smoked a cigar. I thought that a pipe tasted better than any cigarette I ever smoked. Daddy was also a reader, and in our house books were required possessions. My father read to all of us children from the time we were tiny. He would sit on the edge of my bed and run his fingers over the pages of the big braille volumes from the Library of Congress, History, Mystery, and the Russians, War and Peace, The Double, Chekhov. The books he read were big, weighty tomes that stood many feet high, stacked against the wall. He once told me that when he could not sleep, he would count the books he'd read in his lifetime, hundreds of books in Braille or on what he referred to as talking books. They arrived bound in heavy, twine-wound squares. Daddy thought that if you had not read Moby Dick by the time you were seven, there must be something wrong with you. Reading has been a lifelong obsession of mine, a preoccupation. As I read, I began to learn what others did to control their demons. There were spiritual routes, and there were pragmatic ones as well. The two for me are inextricably linked. I always had a belief in some higher power in the world. I went to church, sang in the choir, loved the hymns. I learned to pray early in my life, wishing our Methodist practice could magically invoke the smoke and mirrors and meditations of the Catholic Church. Bring on Thomas Merton. Bring on the saints. I longed for drama. I discovered that there have always been pilgrims in the search for abstinence from food, alcohol, and drugs, as well as relief from despair and depression. There were those who were looking, as I was, for a spiritually uplifted life And as I got older, I began to pray for a different relationship with food and alcohol. I knew early on that we were a family troubled by alcoholism and some kind of addiction to food. There were arguments about the liquor cabinet. Mother would lock it up, and Daddy would break the lock in the middle.